0: This is Living in the And, a safe space to process faith, God, and religion.
1: Even though our conversations may challenge you and the perception of church, our goal is to get back to the simplicity and beauty of faith and community. And we're back. It is Brittany and Megan, and we are back to talk about Living in the And in regards to humility and curiosity. And when this topic first came up, I was like, wait, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. So I think when I talk more about having humility and curiosity when it comes to be in relationship with people, especially when you disagree or when you have different perspectives, different worldviews and perspectives on life. Um, So do you want to start us off in this comment? We're just going to shoot out of the gates. Yeah, we are. Um, And just be
0: (laughs) super intimate and vulnerable and little bit of confession in there i definitely am not someone that grew up with a spirit of humility um and there's no Mm. fingers to be pointed there um i remember one time being told that if there was a giant hole in the ground and you were about to fall in it and everybody told you it was coming you would still dive straight in And my response then was, at least I crawled my way out. Um, So You were pretty
1: confident. I was. And yeah,
0: humility was not um, a nature of my dialogue, my personality. I think even as a child um, or questioning and learning from others, it's been a really great tool that I learned from my husband. Kieran is um, a creature of curiosity. He always wants to learn from somebody better than him, gain more knowledge, ask 80 million people. And um, I I really appreciate it. It's something that's really transformed me over uh, just our, our years together. You know, it's
1: funny that I was like, well, I wasn't really prideful growing up. But now that you talk the way that you talked, I'm like, hell yeah, I was. <laughs> Maybe it's so a youth thing. Well, no, no. I, think, I even think through my 30s, I was prideful. No, totally. Yeah, I was yeah. in like twenty. Yeah, I would 30, say I 20s, started to change a 30s, little bit. Late, like the second half of my 30s, mm-hmm. I started to change. And I wouldn't say I was prideful in like being a mom or anything like that. Like there was still so many. I think a lot of my lack of humility was due to insecurity and so you overcompensate and think you know everything not that I knew everything but I knew the right way to live and you didn't and you're not being nice and I'm gonna tell you you know what I'm saying or like and Scott is the same way like he takes a step back he processes the information he's a better processor than I am where I'm a jump right in and respond kind of person and so I've learned to become more curious and, and humble for sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. I went through a season, um, about 27, 28 when I went through divorce and, um, I dived really heavy into listening to a specific church's, um, messages and they had a very strong male pastor, um, And, uh, I went through a season where I just believed kind of everything they said as gospel truth. Mm, And, um, it was like, I went from my own arrogance, living a very worldly, I can do it on my own life to like diving into Christian absolutes Mm -hmm. where it was like, well, this is what's true. And this is what's real to kind of just crumbling. Um, and just really falling on my knees of, I, I don't have this figured out. Oh my I'm broken, gosh, the I'm exact alone. same.
1: But I was unaware of how much I was moving into someone else's pride and confidence and absolutes. yeah I didn't realize that I was living in relation to that. Does that make sense? Like I was all in, in the church and all in under this teaching and all in under this concept of Christianity and I didn't realize I was doing even doing that That I was in such an absolutism. yeah
0: yeah no totally um yeah. I recently heard somebody speak about um you know when you're in seminary or uh you know learning everything you can about the bible that you get to such a a headspace mm-hmm. where you understand it academically like it has to be right because yes. this is the, the academics and he was like and it almost made me he didn't use the word deconstruct but it's almost like you you flip a switch and you're like oh crap now i'm doing the complete opposite yeah. and how do i walk in relationship um and i think that's one of the biggest things about humility humility can be let me learn from you mm-hmm. let me ask questions but admission of fault admission of not understanding mm-hmm. admission of response mm-hmm. like it's not something that's really shown um in a christian culture and even culture in general is I know it. You're doing it wrong. Look at the fitness world. If I go on Instagram, there is this new thing of stop doing this. You're doing the deadlift wrong. You're doing the butt thrust wrong. You're doing the balayage wrong. And I'm like, how is that appealing to anybody? I don't or want to be told wrong. Now yes, to do it right. Or like
1: this is the right way of nutrition or uh-huh. this is the right way of homeopathic therapies or this is the right way of modern medicine. I mean, we all fall into our categories of absolutism. Yeah, and agree. we have a really hard time of, of stepping into relation with others with We go in with pride instead of humility. We go in with answers instead of curiosity, because I think there's this level of fear in all humanity, as much as everybody wants to say, people want to say, I'm not afraid. Uh It's this level of fear of, I was thinking about this this morning, actually. So it's kind of ironic that we're talking about this and it's going here, but of <clears throat> if I say that my view on that is incorrect, my response to that was incorrect, whatever, my thoughts on that, my opinion mm-hmm. on that was incorrect, then all of a sudden the onion starts getting peeled mm-hmm. and maybe my whole thinking on that subject topic, whatever, was wrong and i don't want to peel that whole onion because that's going to turn me upside down and that's scary right change is scary in small pieces Change is scary in big bites and so when you step into it i have humility and curiosity you might change the way i see or look at something and now that's going to screw everything else up
0: yeah i agree think about the body response you have When somebody told you you were wrong, Mm -hmm. there is an instant. uh, Not even like
1: think about the body response you have when you read something from someone else, or you see someone else's Instagram story and it goes against what you think or believe. You be aware of that body response. Interesting, it goes both ways. Yes, yes, because I have become aware of that. Well, I became aware of that a few years ago on Facebook, and I was like, I got to get off of here. This is not good for Mm -hmm. me. But then I started feeling it in the past four to five years with all the stuff that's going on in our world, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone's posting their opinion on all the things Mm -hmm. and we don't have to get in specifics because we all know what I'm talking about. All the things, not Mm -hmm. one specific thing, right? There was a whole bunch of very polarizing issues the last five years or so. And so I started becoming aware of watching people's stories that disagreed with my view and perspective. And I had a physical response to that. What did that
0: look like? It was not good. Was it in your head? Is it in your body? Is it in
1: your, your jaw? Like,
0: did you have a specific, like, I get very specific parts of my almost body. like I get dr-
1: an adrenaline rush okay. like I need to respond and tell you uh-huh. that uh-huh. you are uh-huh. wrong uh-huh. and so I just needed to have a moment of step back and like ask myself I think that's where we struggle too is we have no internal perspective mm-hmm. right you had said you like to dialogue everything uh-huh. out uh-huh. and so you're not really dealing with the junk inside uh-huh. I think a lot of us do that we we are so we project so much instead of doing that internal work And so I was like, why do I feel anxious? And so then I started putting myself in uncomfortable situations, stepping into with humility. I hope I stepped in with humility and curiosity, learning about and listening to people. And it did start change. It it didn't change my perspective. It widened Mm -hmm. my perspective. So I had more understanding of someone's response that I didn't agree with. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, and then I have to let go and let people live their damn life. I know. Like my, opinion right? apparently doesn't matter to everybody. No, it does not. I'm in a season of
0: remembering <laughs> that, you know, like, oops, shish, keep your mouth closed. You don't need to put your opinion there because it bites me in the butt sometimes, you know, and yeah. and I'm not the ultimate authority or the ultimate knowledge. Um, I believe in sharing story for mm-hmm. growth. I've learned from so many people over the years, um, But I can also keep my mouth closed and and still learn, you know, Um, and I think the way that you combat the pride and walk into a space of humility is through curiosity, I think asking questions, why do you feel that way? What, what made you respond that in way? But not in a cocky
1: way. Have you No. Ever, have, you, have you ever been around someone oh, yeah. like, well, why, why do you feel that? that? Yeah. Well, why do
0: you feel that way? Yeah. Well, why did you respond that way? Yeah. Yes. I am very
1: accusatory It's, going, with yeah, my it's, husband. A, it's an accusatory Sorry, question. Yeah. That's where mainly. 100%. Well, why? <laughs> but that's your safe space to it process. Is, I think is. that's another important key is you need to have a safe space and a safe person to be able to say the things that uh, <clears throat> probably shouldn't be spoken beyond those walls yeah. that you're in that room. So that you can make those mistakes mm-hmm. and make those say those things that aren't good. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this: so now that you've learned how to walk in humility and curiosity, have still you, learning, same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you noticed, however, those that don't have that capability respond to you negatively? Have you had any conflict or negative responses in that? Because you've become a person of humility and a person of curiosity, which has opened the door to allowing people who, especially with your Christian friends, because that's where I'm saying yes, it, Yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't see it with my non-Christian friends. I see it with my Christian friends, but um, especially in regards to big issues that maybe go against your faith yeah, or the church's oh. beliefs or but you're open to loving and listening and being a part of people's lives and in relation because you... Humility, and humility
0: yeah yeah for sure i think um if i process you know growing up in the church um anytime there's there's a question uh well why was it this way or why do you think that way i i don't think it's met with grace mm. it's met with a well why don't you And because it says exactly here and um, I don't sit in exactly anymore when I look towards the Bible one, because it's been translated so many times and we're not reading the Bible in it's original translation. And so when you come at somebody with an absolute, um, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever, I think it's painful and not that I want to be wishy-washy or sit in the gray or whatever Christian term you want to use, but I I don't want to be met with an absolute because we're human. Yeah. We have our human understanding and our human interpretation. And I'm very thankful that I go to a church where pastors have even said, This is my understanding. Mm. This is my interpretation, not this is fact. You can't say 100% fact. We weren't there. Yeah. We don't speak in those languages.
1: And, fyi they are still having councils on the niv and on the new testament and they're actually meeting in this this spring to perhaps change some of the translations because they're incorrect
0: and who are these they
1: just people who are on some kind of council i don't know but you're who deemed them the authority i don't know i don't know that's where i like that's
0: kind of where i get (laughs) lost in the the, end like and you're valid in doing that why right like what makes you so elevated right and i think that's kind of become the, the issue with we have uh, to become idol worshipers
1: and i think you know it's so funny to me oh girl you're gonna get me fired up now there are so many people that will talk about how the others are pharisaical so there's the pharisees in the bible who are against jesus and they mm-hmm. but they were the religious leaders and teachers just kind of giving some background and so i see people who are christians who call out this, of uh, the generation, the culture, whatever, and how they are Pharisees. And I'm like, no, no, ma'am, you are the Pharisee. Mm-hmm. You are the religious leader that is making Jesus and church look legalistic and hateful and ugly because of your absolutes. And it's turning people off. Mm-hmm. You are the religious leaders that would stone Jesus if he was here today, because he was so polarizing, not polarizing. He was so, um, but he gracious. lived so upside down. Yeah, he, he, did, he lived so saying. against those legalistic values and the laws. And he came in and was so gracious mm-hmm. and so loving and so open and listening and humility. He had humility and he had curiosity. I mean, think about every sinner, every person that he met along the road. He started with curiosity. Well, that's think what? about the very first uh-huh. sin. God came in and said, "Why are you ashamed?" Yeah. He came in with curiosity. How humility, did you know you were anxiety. naked? Uh-huh. Right? Like, why are these doing, doing this to me? I love that. I
0: love that. What? Even from the very beginning of the first sin, it was there, was there. was a question. Yeah. Hey, hey seriously. why do you feel this way? Yeah. How do you even know that? Not. Oh look at you you filthy creature
1: you screwed up everything i right? had and uh, that's what christians are doing we do they they put the line in the sand and they say you're either on this side or that side and i love that you talked about absolutism because you cannot come in with humility and curiosity with and and, and express absolutism does that make sense yeah. like you can have absolutes for your own personal life but when you come into relation with someone who looks like looks different, acts different Believes different than you. You can't come in with your absolutes. You got to set them aside and make space for their absolutes.
0: And I think you can learn from somebody without agreeing with somebody. A hundred percent. You know, like, hmm, I'm not sure I understand your take there. or agree with it, but I appreciate your, your ideas. And what a beautiful way
1: to say that. Yeah. Because I think we come in hot and we feel like if we don't speak up and we don't call out, you had said how sin is approached. We don't call out their quote unquote sin. Um, then somehow we're accepting it and saying it's okay. And that's not the case.
0: Yeah. Um, I think it was probably you a few years ago, talked about the woman at the well, how, you know, Jesus didn't go to her and say, you know, Hey, see you sleeping with, with a, that was not his first somebody question. out there. No. It was like, you know, who is that man you're with? Yeah. Yep. You know, not you, you dirty slut, you know, <laughs> and like, but we're real quick to, to yeah. put a label
1: or a, an and, idea. And you know, what's funny is, gosh, I sure hope nobody knows my sins. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you don't know what I'm doing when you're not with me. Like Mm -hmm. not that I'm like out doing crazy stuff, but we have put sins wrongdoings on a pedestal or on a totem pole. And this one's bad and this one's not, and I'm not doing that. So I can call that one out. Mm -hmm. No, You're going to get called out too. So yeah. And
0: what about having the humility to talk about them? Like confession is not just a God, I blew it. Look at this. But like, if we had a little bit more of a, a casualty of, of confession among friends in a safe mm-hmm. relationship, like, you know, this is my struggle. Yeah. This is my issue. I'm going to call this a sin. You know, to, humility comes in that. Yeah. Humility comes in like, I was really wrong here. Mm-hmm. I was wrong with my response. I was wrong with my tone. If mm-hmm. you know me, my tone can get out of control it can get loud my Same. dad and i call it passion Same, <laughs> right? it can sound like anger i can be very passionate <laughs> yes too. yes yeah, and yeah. being able to just say like this is my sin struggle yeah i i'm you know it's one of the things that i i'm learning to do as a parent to admit to dylan my 15 and a half year old like I don't have it figured out, dude. I'm going to screw up. I shouldn't have said that. Or I'm allowed to have that feeling, you know, admitting that you're a human to your kids Mm -hmm. so that when they're 30, they're not blindsided. Like who was this messy creature that I thought was perfect?
1: That's a really hard, painful place to be. Yeah. And I think too is, is being an example of humility and curiosity, um, in your family as a parent is so important especially right now especially with what is coming into our homes mm-hmm. because of external factors and what's happening mm-hmm. in our culture because we are not a culture right now of humility and curiosity we're all at each other's throats and it shows right we're not treating each other kindly as much anymore we're not We just have really ugly attitudes and really ugly hearts towards one another especially those that don't fit in to our um little circle that we've created and i don't think people realize that we all kind of move and live by people who look like us who Mm -hmm. act like us who dress like us who think Mm -hmm. like us and when we're outside of that safety net we really don't know what to do and so we have to be open and willing to show our kids um it's funny the boys will come in and Especially my youngest, will be like, "Are you guys talking about politics again?" And we're not. We're just talking. He just thinks that's like, you know, because that's the buzzword of the day. Um, we're just talking about cultural issues. Scott and I, my husband and I, in a, I wouldn't say a passionate way, but we're talking it out. Serious, times. yeah, Maybe serious. Yeah. It sounds, it doesn't sound like a fun conversation. It right, right. sounds like a bubbly. boring yeah. grown-up conversation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But I love that my kids can walk into a room and hear Scott and I talk and just. It comes because we don't always agree. We have very different views and perspectives Mm -hmm. on lots of things, but we're working it out. We're asking each other questions. We're not fighting. We're kind of trying to figure out what's going on here and why and why don't I understand this and admitting I've done it numerous times the last few years is I didn't know or I didn't see it that way. Maybe I knew, but I didn't see it that way. And so I discredited that person's emotional response or I discredited their Mm -hmm. physical response or their belief. Because I really didn't know their story. Yeah. And when I started listening to their story and their history or their cultural history or whatever, their spiritual history, it made more sense. I still didn't maybe agree with their response because maybe it was a negative response that had a negative effect on innocent people. Mm-hmm. But I understood where the anger was coming from or the emotion, Mm -hmm. you know, was Mm -hmm. coming from. Um, I can also see so much beauty and other belief systems. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I wanted to mention
0: um, our, a few of our pastors' wives meet with other people of other religions, you know, a Jewish lady, a Muslim lady, a Hindu lady, and they have created this safe space. just communicate teach Mm -hmm. me about your religion Mm -hmm. help me understand
1: what it is you do and why you do it and don't teach me to change me no teach me to let me to to let me know to understand you because i think when we come in i'm gonna i think that's that's something that's innate in in the christian culture is i am coming in to come change change you and we don't give god the freedom of or god the credit of it's that's not my job my Mm -hmm. job is not to change you Mm -hmm. my job is to love you to be kind to you and to act like jesus to you so that it becomes God starts doing that work in you. Like you're like, Oh wait, what's that? Um, so I love that they go in there without the, um, preconceived idea of I'm coming in to change yeah. you. No, I'm coming. And you're lucky if you to come in and change uh-huh. like my job is to change you. Oh, yeah. And I'm gonna come in and change you with all my anger and my and spew my, you know, point my finger yes. at you. My absolutes because yours yes. are wrong. Yeah. yeah. No,
0: they don't do that. They they create a safe space to be gracious and learn from each other. And I really appreciate that. But where do you think um the church lies with humility? Do you think it's something that's
1: preached about, spoken about have you seen it play out mm-hmm. well? I think it's something that the church thinks they preach about. Okay. And it, generally speaking now, I have mostly gone to larger churches. The one uh-huh. where Scott and I got married was a smaller Baptist church. I think they they, they, they equate humility with being kind.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And I
1: don't think that they're, yes, it, like there that. is a kindness there. But I think humility is different than being kind. Mm-hmm. Because I think you can come in and say, I'm being kind but my, my ultimate goal is to change you instead of, I'm just walking in here saying, I don't know. And I want to know. Yeah. And, and that's different than just coming in and being nice.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, in our message yesterday that one of the pastors, um, you know, she had an acronym for something and she asked like, you know, where are our gaps? Let us know Mm -hmm. where you see change needs to happen and what our gaps are like, help us be aware. And I appreciated that. You don't hear it often. Um, and I loved that. Like, don't beat us with everything we're doing wrong, but yeah. like, what is your need? That I love.
1: That? I love that she came to the congregation with humility. Mm-hmm. I don't think humility in its truest form is being taught I, within I the churches. I agree, or even okay. within Scripture, you yeah. don't really hear it talked about. Like, well, in if you scripture look at Jesus' much. whole life, he was he he lived in humility. Mm-hmm. So, really, just talking about that, or coming in and talking about. What does that look like? That looks like stepping into spaces that you might be afraid of Mm -hmm. or stepping into relation with people that believe differently than you, that live a very different life than you. And just being curious and kind and nice, like Mm -hmm. not coming in, like you said, with your absolutes and with the agenda to change someone, but just coming in and allowing that person the freedom to be exactly who they are in that moment. Mm -hmm. And I think we have a really hard time with that right now, because it feels very scary that if I let you be who you are in exactly that moment, it's going to negatively affect me. Humility is surrendering that negative impact. Mm -hmm. Like Jesus walked into situations knowing he was going to be murdered on a cross, but he did it anyways, right? Mm -hmm. Like he stepped into these very um, threatening for his life situations, knowing the end result was good. Mm -hmm. And so he released his agenda and his protection of who he was in order to change other people's lives just by stepping into their world and being mm-hmm. their friend. Right.
0: And I think a lot of times when we talk about the gospel and Jesus, we talk a lot about what he did, mm-hmm. you know, the words he said, but not so much of the the was, mm-hmm. you know, his spirit, his energy, mm-hmm. his softness. Obviously mm-hmm. we're, you know, interpreting that, Yeah, you know, yeah. we don't know his tone. Um, but I do think by the words that are being spoken, you see a softness and a
1: graciousness. Yeah. And it's not seeing, talking about often. Yeah. And it's seeing people, he saw people that others mm-hmm. did not. And mm-hmm. everyone, not everyone, that's such a, a general statement. <laughs> Many people <clears throat> don't see the human in front of them. They don't see, we've lost sight of humanity. Mm-hmm. Really. We've lost sight of humanity because you aren't living especially in the united states like you're not living the american way right and this is what the american way looks like but then there's the guy on the other end of the spectrum that's like wait the american way looks like this and it's like oh well you're wrong no you're wrong and then we get in this stupid cluster of argument of wrongness Mm -hmm. instead of stepping in and saying well what does being an american look like to you Uh uh-huh what does that mean to yeah. you because what it means to you is going to be vastly different than me because of our life path and experience same when it comes to spirituality right and faith mm-hmm. and so we're not giving people the freedom to just work it out mm-hmm. and live it out mm-hmm. and be who they need to be and let god like we talked about in the last episode with prayer let life play out for that person the way that it needs to and let god be god in their life Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not god
0: No, and I think you're going to be the most gracious example of Jesus by being gentle, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think humility and curiosity come from a gentle spirit, not from a I know it all and I have it all figured out. I think that is that's my understanding of how you show Jesus Mm -hmm. and and why people will look at you and they'll, they'll know they'll know you by your love. A gentle love. yeah.
1: Well, people think they're loving by pointing out and telling them how wrong they are. That is a big Christian statement. Yeah.
0: It's unloving if you let that person sit in their sin. Yeah. Yeah. And I've wrestled with that because I really sat in that once I heard a church. It's not Um, your
1: responsibility.
0: I don't think it's, I think it's our responsibility to say, I don't know how this benefits you. Yeah. I see sure. that this can hurt you. Sure. I see that this isn't your best self. Yeah. I see that you're but that's, in bondage. But that
1: is so loving and caring. Um, um, that's that versus different.
0: You are doing A, B, C, and D, yeah. and this is sin.
1: Yeah. And this hurts you. Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah, that's I think different. I that makes you more relatable to people.
1: Yeah. I hope. I mean, okay, so as we wrap up, last question I have is what, how do you feel when someone comes in and tells you how it is? Or comes in and asks you a question about what you think about that.
0: Yeah. I always have to be approached with a question. Like, and, and
1: don't you feel so much more valued
0: and seen. You're not automatically defensive. Yeah, If somebody comes in at here with, here's my ID, whether you're in business, yeah. whether you're in relationships, parenting, if you come in with a hard, this is my idea, you know, without yeah. a questioning. Yeah. It, it, is an automatic defense for yeah, the other person. Right. That's human nature.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. questioning and curiosity, it makes you feel valued and seen which opens the door to so much more.
0: Yep. Don't you think? I agree. Yeah, I can close this out. Okay. Lord, um, thank you for your gracious spirit of humility. I pray that it's something that exudes in us as we love other people well. Um, and as we learn from others, I hope that we can approach people uh, with a gentle, curious spirit. And thank you for the, the safety of just having conversation together and processing really life um, in a more public forum. And I hope somebody feels heard and seen. Amen.